guys, welcome to another week of Strip by Sia. I'm so excited this week to bring on the wonderful and sexy Kate Max we have in the house today. Hello. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> We're so stoked to have her uh, back. She's back in town for the next little bit. So I'm so glad we are to catch her in town. So how's your stay been so far? Vancouver, you've been here for like a, what, a week? Uh, yeah, I got here a couple weeks ago. It's been good. It's been, it's been nice to get back to the West. Coast pace, which is, you know, a lot more chill. I get to take my time, you know, if I'm not dancing on stage this week, but working a lot on my online stuff. But yeah, that's awesome. It's a nice change. Yeah, because you came, um, you spend quite a lot of time in Toronto, so I guess you kind of bounce back and forth between here and, and uh, YYZ. Yeah, here, Toronto, and Jamaica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So we'll get into topic later. I'm so excited to talk about all things naked, all things nude, and all things like swinger, all that stuff. So so we're gonna get into that shortly, but um, can you kind of tell the audience what you do? Well, I didn't really have a name for it, so I kind of made up my own job title, and that's a professional naked person. So that means <laughs> I tour across Canada and do naked strip shows everywhere. I also am a content provider on my own OnlyFans, as well as on SDC. I'm an educator. I just developed a lap dance course for intimacy. MC swingers parties naked all these jobs are naked by the way uh, <laughs> nude model nude actor yeah you name it and oh add gosh. naked to it I'll probably do it that's amazing <laughs> so okay that's a lot of things under your belt obviously you had to start from somewhere you're not just gonna be naked all day so <laughs> what's your story well you know I was pretty shy in high school and I was like bullied a lot but I also had this streak in me where I knew I didn't want to dress like everyone else so I kind of started pushing the limits with fashion you know just like wearing outfits that were a little more risque like backless and whatever and it kind of just evolved into like I, I knew I wasn't like everyone else I just I knew that I wanted to kind of live on the more hedonistic sexy side of life and the older I got the more it just kind of turned into that but my very first experience in the whole nude world was well not necessarily nude but one of my very first gigs was modeling lingerie at um a lingerie store in the front window of their store oh wow and, like yeah. a live model kind of thing. yeah oh and like you cool. dance around in the window you change outfits uh, cool. you know some people on the street love you some people hate you you cause car accidents you know <laughs> the usual <laughs> how did you get presented with that opportunity was it just like a random gig you found or i've always been pretty outgoing even as a when I was younger so I mean I saw this as I was walking down the street one day in Toronto and I just kind of walked into the store and asked them like yeah I want to do that how do I do that and amazing yeah, so, <laughs> yeah and that's how that all started and then things just kind of really like evolved from that wow. into a whole bunch of other things and how long ago was that you said that was that was quite a few years ago I mean that was right when I turned I think yeah, like 18 or 19, so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's like the <laughs> beginning of everything. The beginning of the end. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you started for that. I guess it was more like a modeling gig. Yeah. And then after that, what was your kind of journey? Did you start stripping next or like what kind of happened? From that gig, I actually got into doing uh, like a nude calendar, like an all Asian girl nude calendar. Yes. So that was <laughs> like, so I started being more into the world of modeling. I was also dancing on a show called Electric Circus. So it was Whoa, like a... Whoa, I remember Electric Circus. Yeah. For people that don't 
know. It, it's like it's like a, the show that you watched before you went out to the nightclubs. Like there was DJs on it. There's people that dressed all crazy. I totally and, remember. Yeah. That. So I, I was so I was on there. So I was kind of like figuring out what I wanted to do in entertainment. Like did some music videos and yeah. From there, I was I was also very broke. You know, when you're trying to be an artist and you're young, you don't really know how to do that. Right. So I was also very broke, and that turned into yeah stripping. Like I you know I had nothing against it. I was always, you know, I always loved the shoes. Like, I remember just always <laughs> loving the shoes. Like, even Eight as a, like, <laughs> yeah, even as, like, a 13-year-old, I was like, oh, my God, I love the shoes. I had no problems going into stripping. Like, when I kind of made up my mind about it, it was like, all right, yep, yeah, okay, we're going to do it. That's, wow, that's done. <laughs> that's so brave of you. Like, you just sound like you've always been super headstrong into things. Like, how did you break out of your shell? Because you just mentioned, oh, you were kind of, like, really shy growing up. You know, you were bullied and you had those experiences. How did you kind of overcome that fear into being like completely fearless because <laughs> being naked is a scary thing. I think all the bullying and like all the hard times kind of just led up to that. Like you know when you, you get to this like breaking point and you're just like okay I really don't care but there's the part where you tell everyone you don't care and you're trying to tell yourself that you don't care and then when you actually get to the point where you're like I really don't care what people think if this is what you, you know if, the, if you have a problem with this I'm still going to do it and you can have a problem with it so things just kind of evolved from there but I really do think like stripping and all the work that I've done naked has like really helped build my confidence I mean because if you can be that vulnerable and naked in front of people you kind of, you kind of have world. to be pretty fearless yeah <laughs> yeah totally was there like a pivotal moment that kind of stood out to you where you just like fuck it I don't give a fuck what anyone says anymore I'm just gonna do what I want there was a couple you know like there was like when I first started stripping and then you know my family found out about it and they obviously weren't happy either that was one of the moments where I was like fuck it I'm still gonna do it there was another moment where I'd been uh, abusing myself and abusing drugs pretty bad and a lot of people want to say that stripping and drugs are tied together and for me that's absolutely <laughs> not true like my drug use did not stem from my stripping and that was another moment where I'd say like fuck it to the professionals like fuck what you think like this yeah. I like this is a part of my life and who I am and the drugs don't have to be so right. that was another part where I had to say kind of like fuck it to like conventional thoughts and then the other thing was when social media got really big and like I had to make the decision between okay being completely out there and putting my name and my brand out there or being ashamed and worried about oh what, what would my friends or family think because at this point really everyone knows what I do anyway everyone knows <laughs> I'm a total weirdo Yay! so yeah there's that other like the, there's that other point where like you know when you go on social media and you're actually like nope this is what I do like I'm really really putting it out there that was another kind of like fuck it moment yeah. but yeah they, there's always it. like there's always more than one I think totally there's always different challenges oh my gosh so those sound like pretty intense times of your life like can you speak on like how like how did your your family find out like were they receptive to it how was that I mean oh my god you know we have Asian parents <laughs> we're both Asian they're fucking crazy yeah um, <laughs> I hear you <laughs> really remember how it went down I know I wasn't living with my parents anymore I moved out quite early when I was in my teens I'd gone back to visit like still for holidays and that was at the point where I was kind of hiding what I was doing saying that I was a bartender but being really sneaky about <laughs> naming bartender. names about places where I'd say it's like a 
after hours it moves around like I can't really say where it is just yeah. like really shady lies like that <laughs> and then I uh, I'm pretty sure my mom knew something was up and she loved going through my stuff at the time like Snoopy oh, Snoopy detective yeah. so uh yeah she went through my backpack or something obviously found the big clear heels she's obviously seen a tv show or two so put everything together she was so mad so furious she's she took my stuff she stole my stuff oh my gosh the shoes my Not stripper shoes. my stripper money my no. outfits everything that was in my backpack we had like a huge screaming match and basically oh. like we we didn't talk to each other for like quite a few years or like wow. it was it was really tense I mean but the funny thing is now like you know fast forward to many years later she's just she doesn't care like she's just she knows that it's <laughs> part of me and like who I am and it's actually harmless compared to like a lot of things other like, things right yeah a lot of other things you could be doing in life and she knows I'm not hurting anybody and um I think recently she just realized strippers make money I, I don't know what she thought before but um we certainly make money yeah she got one of my bank statements because I moved around a lot so I forwarded all my mail to my parents house for a year and she accidentally opened one of my banks oh accidentally yeah accidentally I like, like she used to accidentally open my backpack and accidentally steal my shoes you know, she accidentally opened my mail yeah and then she realized oh uh strippers don't necessarily strip because they're in dire straits and they need the money every time they go into the strip club. <laughs> so I think after that, you know, she really changed her mind about stripping. Wow, that's <laughs> crazy because it, it can take a lot for parents to come around if they even come around. Like, it can be very tricky navigating that topic with them, right? It wasn't an easy journey by any means and it was a long one. I mean, you know, like my mom's retired now so she's learned how to kind of chill but when she was being a mom and you know, having a career and everything going on, it was a lot for her to handle. Yeah, I mean, that's really tricky. Like, yeah, I probably <laughs> didn't tell her in the right ways. You know, it probably wasn't easy to hear that this is what your daughter, like, wants to do and truly is this person in her heart. Like, so she's come a long way. That's <laughs> good. The whole stripping thing, yeah. What about, like, the rest of her family? Are they kind of open about it as well at this point? I mean, like, um, they're pretty big, so... <laughs> I've just started teaching a lap dance class at uh, swingers parties. Fun. So um, <laughs> my aunt and uncle actually mentioned the last time I saw them, they, you know, congratulated me on my class. And my aunt actually said, she's like, oh, maybe we should take it. Yeah, the rest of my family is pretty chill about it. My dad's yeah. like, just do whatever makes you happy. That's and my cool. brother's just like, I know about it. I just don't really need to hear about it. Yeah. You know? I get it. Totally get it. Yeah, it's so interesting because my family too, like... I'm Asian, obviously, and it's it's so tricky because Asian parents are so known to be, like, super authoritative, or at least one of them. Yeah. One of them is chill, and the other one is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like hard to kind of have that conversation. Like, did you ever have to like sit down with them to be like, hey, this is what I'm doing, just to like lay it out all in there for them to understand? Or like, hey, I saw this and they kind of put two and two together kind of thing. It was more of them catching me in the act and kind of putting two and two together and then having a blowout about it and then not talking about it and then having <laughs> the same thing happen again. It's only been recently that I've felt that myself and my mom have 
have both been chill enough to have that conversation. My dad and I, for sure, like, so had conversations cool. way back when, especially when my mom wasn't even talking to me. Right. But my mom, it's taken her a long time to not get emotional about it all. Yeah. Like, I just, I feel like parents, like, just think it's, like, the end of the world. They're like, oh, my God, my daughter is stripping for money and blah, blah, blah. And, like, they think it's just so bad when I feel like compared to other situations, like, you know, people that are addicted to drugs and doing, like, illegal shit and stuff like I, I would feel that like that is a lot more worse than like stripping because I feel like with stripping you're really I feel like we're really in control of what we do I choose to be there of course we have to acknowledge other situations that people are forced into that situation and whatnot but speaking to my experiences and your experiences as well like we want to be there and as you said earlier like we're not doing any harm to ourselves so I feel like yeah and I, and I think that the idea of people saying nobody wants that for their daughters I don't think that's true either like I think what no one wants for their daughters is for them to do it and not be happy and proud about it and do it for some other reason like they're being forced to or an addiction or something like that to say nobody wants that for their daughters if I had a daughter it's not that I wouldn't want that for her I would want her to do it in a smart way totally so I think times are changing and I think <laughs> you know my mom's starting to kind of come around maybe one day one day I could take her to a strip club when we're on vacation you know give her a whole bunch of whatever currency of the country <laughs> that we're in and just tell her to go wild it would just be fun to see that'd her. be a lot of fun it would just be fun to see her in that environment in that, yeah, yeah totally a different kind of mother bonding yeah <laughs> mother daughter <laughs> bonding well obviously with like you starting to strip and stuff you've really been been able to build out a career out of it you've you've definitely been presented with a lot of really unique opportunities can you kind of speak on some of those that kind of stand out well that that wasn't the plan I mean <laughs> the, plan, well, the plan really was I didn't have a plan and I needed money and I knew that stripping I could make some money doing that but you know like after being in it for x amount of times and so many years opportunities and ideas just kind of presented themselves and once you're doing the same thing over and over again like like you're going on stage and you're dancing you just you, you want something else right you're like what else can this evolve into so once I was dancing and making my own money I could actually fund a lot of the things I was interested in so I could actually put down money for better headshots and then get more acting gigs that way I could put away money so I could travel the world and see like what kind of person I want to be and what kind like who I am like what I am like what I'm like in different situations all over the world right get, really get to explore things and then with that came a whole bunch of different opportunities like did a whole bunch of nude photo shoots for workshops, calendars, magazine publications, art. From that came a bunch of nude TV shows like the late night Skinamax stuff, oh you know, gosh. like the lesbian scissoring and <laughs> all that kinds of, like, you know, like all that kinds of like softcore stuff. And then from that came like touring across Canada with the dancing. And then I had worked for Naked News for a short time, reporting the news and doing that. And then now I MC and teach at Young Swingers Week, which is a uh, swingers parties down at Hedonism, which is a sex-friendly nude resort down in Jamaica. So freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anyone that does this. You have the best job ever. <laughs> 
So, okay, let's let's rewind. So there's a couple things there. So can you speak about uh, naked news? So is that literally just you're reading news and you're naked and like... Yeah, for the most <laughs> part, uh, you start off either like in an outfit or lingerie and then you read the news while you're stripping. You read it off a teleprompter. Uh, that's what it is most of the time. And then there's um, things like interview, interview people. Like I used to interview bands. That was my thing was like the music stuff. And then sometimes you go on location and do things. But yeah, it's mostly like in the studio reading teleprompter wow. your clothes off yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so simple <laughs> yeah it really is <laughs> it's so much fun though <laughs> and then now you you're a host for a young a young swingers week in, and that happens when well it was three times a year and then now next year it's going to be four we have four full takeovers of the resort so wow. basically quarterly we'll just oh say quarterly gosh. so next year there's march july and i think it'll be september and november Fun! Yeah. Oh my god. So okay, so how did you even get into that? Like have you been to a nude resort before being presented with this hosting gig? Or like how did you kind of get involved with this organization? Well being from Toronto, um, there's a lot of swingers resorts and naked and nude friendly kind of places that you can hang out at. There's uh I think there's about five nightclubs that I know of that are Oh you know, in Toronto. Yeah, that are sex friendly and have playrooms really? and you can be naked. Yeah, there's five. So Is that regular? Like or is that just per event or no that's like they're open on the regular like weekly so oh being gosh, from Toronto sense. that was always kind of a normal thing for me and then stepping into modeling inside a lingerie store when I was right of age too <laughs> I just kind of walked a very weird path in life so it all kind of amounted to Young Swingers Week and yeah it just felt like the natural thing to do but yeah I had been involved in going to clubs like that before I had started doing the naked party vacations wow so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool because I don't know I only know of like a couple places in Vancouver that do that I only Honestly, really one place that that does that in Vancouver that's like on the regular and then other places have like special events so it's cool that Toronto has like a scene that's super welcoming like that do you remember like the first time that you'd visited one were you, were you there with a boyfriend or something or like you just went on your own because you usually have to come with a couple or but like be invited or yeah well it was it was what like way back when when I was working uh window when I was modeling in the window and a lot of the girls there they're a bit older than I was and lingerie store at the time was very like forward thinking because they actually had a lot of latex and kink Ooh, and yeah restraints cool. and stuff in that store which you didn't normally see like that back, no. back then there was a lot of novelty sex stores but this was like pretty heavy on the kink so the people that worked there were in a very underground scene and I got invited to fetish parties and that was my first experience in the whole lifestyle so I didn't know what swingers were at the time I didn't know what like swinging vacations were I thought there was either vanilla or kink and you could <laughs> be one or the other and that's what you that you have to decide and I was Just like black and white yeah you know <laughs> Make a I, was decision. Pretty, I was pretty young and, and it's really no one to teach me what was going on so to me I was like well I, I know that I'm not vanilla so I guess I'm on this side and this is what I'm doing so I, I would throw on you know like the latex and the boots and everything and go dance to like the gothy EDM music and <laughs> watch people in these like dungeon scenes and all this so but, stereotypical. and feeling feeling comfortable enough to be 
be there but also like i don't know if this is like my thing but i she feel resonated. like this is more my thing than vanilla than you know doing it missionary style with the blinds closed and <laughs> and lights down and like yeah like <laughs> lights very down and feeling super self-conscious the entire time yeah that was my first experience into it and then from there it's just i just really like exploring things so once i found out about that i was like oh well what else is there like what else can i go to wow. that might not be so heavy on the pain <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. although there's nothing wrong i love going to kink parties now and i have so many friends that are into the bdsm and like being a part of it but mm -hmm. i'm i'm more of a tourist in scenes i like right. dabbling and then moving on yeah yeah <laughs> do you ever visit any like like vancouver fetish week any of the nights here any of that i haven't not yet but this actually this weekend coming um i got hired by plur productions to oh, do one cool. of their parties a mansion in west vancouver it's a takeover oh, it's gonna yay. be my first experience with them i'm gonna be doing a 10 to 20 minute show um, i think i'm gonna bring like an led whip with me and see cool. what i can do with that and yeah check out the whole scene so that's gonna Fun. be my first um on the west coast so i'll have to follow up <laughs> yeah i have no idea what it's gonna be like all i know is there's a pool there's a mansion there's three playrooms and Fun. The theme is white, gold, and body paint. All those things I like, so I Perfect. think it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a great party. Yeah. So in terms of like swinger parties, you've obviously been to a lot of them in Toronto. What's that like for people that are, you know, first coming into it? I think the most popular question people ask me is if I go to a swingers party, do I, is someone going to have to like force me to have sex? And uh, like my question, <laughs> my response to that is how is someone going to force you to have sex once you step in the doors? Yeah, so, silly. <laughs> uh, no, there is no forced sex going on unless you're role playing and that's the thing that you're into. Mm -hmm. For the most part, Part, depending on the place if it's a club you walk in and it'll look like a normal club there's mm -hmm. you know your coat check and your different booths and bottle service and all that and then oftentimes you'd walk into a different part of the building that would be a play area and that's where there's either a private room set up or a big room with like a big orgy bed that's a few <laughs> a few king size beds pushed together yes. you know or like a big shower with kind of you know clear or like glass all around so you can oh, see yeah there's like some places have sex wings, some places have yes. dungeons. It really depends on the place. I think for the most part, everyone's expecting it to be really intense and everyone to really be heavily focused on getting laid like it's a race. But right. that's not the feeling I get. It's more like a reunion of your freaky friends that you can kind of be yourself around. Totally. And yeah, and just having a good time. And I don't think, for me personally, the goal when I go to these places isn't always to get laid either. Sometimes just yeah. being in the environment is what I want out of the experience. Yeah. And then other times, yeah. Yeah, I want to get back wild and go crazy. <laughs> yeah, feeling like I'm in a place where I don't feel like the odd one out like I usually do is, right. is the cool part for me. Well, it's cool because it's just such a cool environment because you're in a, in a room full of people that kind of think the same way that you do and you don't have to be like, oh my gosh, I feel so uncomfortable. No, it's like, because I went to my first like swinger party last year and I went to Eden. I don't know if you've ever been to I've Eden. I've heard of it. Yeah, so it's basically like, as you described, it looks like a regular nightclub. You walk in and there's like a big dance floor there's like lounge chairs on the side there's a bar there's like a pole in the middle of the room and that's just kind of like the general area and then you go to the second floor and then there's like private rooms or you could have the curtains open there's like a sex swing there's like a dungeon whatever room that you want do things in yeah <laughs> it's available to you and then they have like all the condoms and all that stuff that you need for that kind of playtime. and then the third floor up is like a big orgy kind of 
like anything goes. Yeah, but the like cool that. thing about that, rather than say your regular nightclub, is if you decide to be that slutty girl and just wear basically lingerie as your costume, that's fine and that's yeah. cool and that's probably what half the other people are there doing too. Totally. If you want to be that slutty girl that makes out with your boyfriend and also makes out with another girl on the dance floor, no one's gonna turn around and whisper <laughs> about you, right? Because everyone yeah. else is doing that too. So for people who are used to being called the slut in the room, like me, it's kind of like <laughs> it's, it's nice to be in a room where everybody's the slut. <laughs> where we all belong. Yeah, right. It's a slut party. So interesting. Like it's it was actually just a lot more like for my experience, it was a lot more comfortable than I had thought because I I had gone there like with an ex boyfriend of mine. Now I was like a little bit nervous going into it first. I was like, well, I've never done this before, but I've always been curious about it. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I have so much hesitation. Like, what do you wear? And like, but, but, but these people, is everyone gonna hit on me? Like, do I have to have sex? The answer is no. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I didn't sleep with anyone. I didn't make up with anyone else except for my boyfriend and I. We just like kept the curtains open and gave a nice show. So <laughs> yeah, and like that's part of what I really love to do too. Because like I'm I'm an exhibitionist, obviously with the stripping and yes. photo shoots, but I'm also a huge voyeur. Like as much of an exhibitionist I am, I feel like I'm that much of a voyeur. So being in a place where I can just see things and watch things and every everyone does everything so differently. You know, right. it's almost like depending on your mindset, you feel like wow, this is like totally scientific or this is really hot. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> We're all pervs in the end. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, enough about swingers, but not enough about swingers, because I want to know more about the nude resorts specifically, because I've never been to one. <laughs> I've always wanted to go. Well, uh, I guess what do you want to know about the nude resort? <laughs> Everything. So what's what's it like when you go? How do you go? Is there a specific program, as, as you said, because you said there's a takeover for this particular program, Young yeah. Swingers Yeah, I work for Young Swingers Week, which is at Hedonism. That's in Negril, Jamaica. So what we do is we take over the resort, which means we buy the rooms and then we sell them at youngspringersweek.com. And this event is for couples who like to meet other like-minded couples or who are open-minded or curious or heavy into the swinging or have other friends that are in the swinging lifestyle. And a lot of times they just like to meet up at our event just to party together for a week. So what we do is every night there's a different theme. You wear, you know, as little or as much as you want, pretty <laughs> you know, and the only rules is you have to wear clothes, and I say that in quotations, in the dining room, okay. which means, like, wear your underwear, don't put your junk on the dining room table. Yeah. But everywhere else, you can pretty much be naked, and it's not a big deal, and there's actually one side of the resort where it's mandatory nude, so you have to take your clothes off, or you cannot come to that side. There's really? a security guard that will tell you, you take those off right now, because Whoa. you're on the nude side, and that's where I work. I host, I MC the nude parties on the nude side, so where cool. I run different kinds of sexy crazy wild competitions and see all <laughs> kinds of things happen and I also teach my lap dancing class there it's actually like a class I developed to help build intimacy and play and flirting between couples so wow. yeah there's, there's awesome. a lot going on on this event we bring in our own DJ so we so have like cool. some of our theme nights might be like 90s EDM where you just kind of cover yourself in glow paint and go wild so cool there's a steampunk and fetish night so everyone comes out in leather looking really right. hot they change like every event so wow. yeah and we've got a so cool yeah we've got like people that are there to help you with like kink there's like leather masters there they're from texas so they're like you know everything about kink we've got sex because they're they're like a therapy couple so wow. they help uh couples get through kind of like the rough times and they also teach yeah there's tons of seminars like for new people right like swinging 101 what to expect wow. there's playboy radios there there's just so yeah, cool. 
cool. There's so many there, things going on. We have so on. many cool sponsors and people that show up to this event just to kind of make it fun for everyone and make sure that everyone has something going on there. So yeah, it's like it's like imagine one of the parties that you've been to, except an entire week. Your room is on location. For me, so I cool. like it because it gives me more time to like meet and flirt couple for like flirt with couples. It takes me a couple days before I get comfortable and I'm like, okay, let's hook up. Yeah. So like I, I like to ask about that. I like so. moving at a slower pace. So that that for me, that's why I like the swinging vacation. Cause like for me to hook up like on what like on the night when it's only one night, I have to get kind of trashed, I think. And I don't necessarily <laughs> always want to do that. So. No, no. Yeah, I like taking my time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> taking it slow. Yeah, because I hear you because then it's just kind of like regular dating. Like, I mean, for me at least, I want to try to like get to know these people first. I don't want to be like, I don't want to just like jump in right away. Yeah, and I have to know them as a couple. Like, I have to like both him and her as individuals and as a couple. Like, I guess I'm picky. I guess that's what it is. <laughs> you can be picky. You're yeah. allowed to be. <laughs> yeah, but that's what it is. Yeah, so it's, it's more time. You can kind of move at your own pace and you can make it full. You can make your vacation fully about, you know, the sexual part of it and just go to the parties, drink, have sex in the daytime playroom, nighttime playroom, do all the <laughs> seminars, learn about tying each other up and, you know, get crazy. Or some couples like to go on little dates, like off the resort, they'll go somewhere together with like right. another couple they met. It's really, so cool. it's cool how people kind of navigate it and make it their own thing. Are there like a lot of regulars that go or there like a new batch of people every single time that this happens? It's a, it's a good mix of mix. both. Yeah. yeah, it's a good mix of both. There's some people, there's couples that I've seen over and over again, but there's always a mix of both like new and experienced yeah and experienced, <laughs> experienced. <laughs> that's amazing so it's basically it just sounds like a really cool all-inclusive resort plus a mixture of like you know the taboo convention that mm -hmm. happens here in Vancouver because you have like different workshops and like seminars and like things you can do throughout the day so that seems pretty freaking cool yeah you can learn you can fuck you can do whatever <laughs> you want and bonus for me especially is like the food at hedonism is amazing like Definitely a bonus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do. I do a, a thing where I like act as like a naked sushi platter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I started it just once as a joke, and it became a thing. Now it's like every time we're there, I kind of on the sushi. I just <laughs> grab a little sushi and wear it. It's become a thing. That's amazing. But yeah, it's like the weird stuff you can get into there that no one cares. Everyone's just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> They're so into it. <laughs> yeah, I went to my friend's uh, naked wedding in oh. in March. Yeah, it was great. Cool. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, it was <laughs> nice. It was like I still cried and everything. Like they were all like naked and sexy, and but like it was still like the sweetest like ceremony ever. That's I've never even heard of that before. A naked wedding. What's that like? It's just like a wedding without clothes. Yeah, like oh, everyone came over from from the nude pool party, which happens all day, and they were getting married. Maybe it was like five p.m. or something like that. So cool. They wanted the sunset. There's a lot of people just in their beachwear. Uh, the DJ showed up in a towel with a plate of nachos. It's like, yeah, really <laughs> casual. It's a good mix of people. That's like so um, much fun. Yeah, but it was all like good vibes, good times. And it was just, uh, it was like any other wedding except um, naked. Yeah, more <laughs> naked. <laughs> So cool. What are some of the rules like before you go? Is there like a screening or anything like that? Or like what's the process? Or you just pay and you go? Or like what are some of the things that you like 
like cannot do when you're there? Well, I think the biggest thing that you can't do is anything that someone wouldn't want you to do without yeah. consent. Like that's Not a big thing, that especially like now in the, this day and age when with everything that's happened all over the world, like we preach consent like crazy because that's the age that we live in now. So that's the biggest thing is just like be respectful of other people's bodies, listen to what they're saying. And if you can't do that, then maybe it might not be the right place for you but right. that, that's the biggest rule um and that's why we have so many seminars is to help pe remind people you know especially if you've been drinking that you just you know sometimes people get excited yeah, yeah. things happen but yeah that's that's the biggest thing is consent but uh with screening no usually people have an online profile somewhere on swingers websites like Cassidy okay. or like SDC or adult friend finder so you can kind of check out the couple online if you know the places to look and you mentioned that hedonism is just for couples. There's no singles available uh, no, or allowed. No, or there you, are. No, you can go. Oh. Hedonism has all kinds of different packages. I yeah, guess? different weeks okay. or different events. There's poll events that some oh, that you might cool. be interested in. Yeah, <laughs> that's course. like yeah. There's poll events. Yeah. There's photo shoot events. There's you know some. There's like pageants and stuff. I've I've been crossed over on weeks where there's like dance dance events for oh. couples. There's all kinds of different things. So, so yeah, it's really it's really like a fantasy resort. That's what I think it is. <laughs> That's what I've always heard. So, <laughs> have you heard anything like that has gone down at any of these resorts? Are they all just all good times? Um, like any controversy or anything like that? I think that no matter what, when in any place that you mix nudity and alcohol, there's going to be controversy. Whether it be a strip club <laughs> or a swingers resort, there's going to be some people that don't know how to behave. It's a little but, fine line, right? So. Yeah, but then there's also security and people around to make sure that people do behave. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, there's always security walking around to make sure that everyone's okay. And that you don't, yeah, and <laughs> even in the playroom, there's security right at the front door. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, you, you, there's never a point where you feel like you can't be helped if you need to. But most of the time, like, the worst thing that I've really seen is, like, oh, someone got drunk and, like, choked on a straw or something. <laughs> something strange like that, but... <laughs> But, I'm, but yeah, I, I think when you mix alcohol and nudity, sometimes weird things happen. Definitely. <laughs> what are some of your um, favorite events? at the Young, Young Swingers Week. Oh, you mean besides my own class that I <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying that because it's brand new and I'm excited about it. But uh, <laughs> some of my favorite events, I love Glow Night because it's like all EDM. You can come out. I basically wear a G-string and sometimes and like glitter on my boob and Amazing. maybe some stickers and some cool. rhinestones and a whole bunch of glow paint. And I just love that you can dance till you're so sweaty you know like you're outside it doesn't matter your outfit's not gonna be ruined because you're not wearing an outfit you can perfect jump into the pool naked with your friends and then keep dancing like you can sneak right. off with you and your friends and your partner and go have sex on the beach and then come back to the party like it's like everything I've ever wanted in a race yeah <laughs> and it's outdoors and you're dancing under the sky like it's and just, you're in Jamaica yeah, like, you, yeah and you're in Jamaica right it's like it's just like the most perfect night like like if this had existed when I was 18 or if I had known about this or had the money to go to something yeah. like that when I was younger yeah I would have opened a door to fun earlier totally yeah. like how much would this cost like it's a per couple I guess 
You buy the room and it depends. On the time of year? It depends on the time of year. For Young Swingers Week, for us, it depends on the kind of room because mm -hmm. there's some jacuzzi rooms and there's right. some, if you want to stay on the naked side of the resort, it's going to cost more than if for you sure. stay on the clothing optional side. Right. You know, all the regular stuff too, like beachfront or yeah. garden view, those take those into account. You book through either the group that you want to book with or hedoplanner.com, mm -hmm. which is the hedonism website. And I think the prices do vary depending on the group. So cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to look into this later. <laughs> Do my homework. Get some research going on. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's a cool vacation. And like, I can see why some of the older people that go there stay for weeks on end. It's really chill. and like Super chill for what really, you describe. You get really comfortable with waking up and not putting your clothes on, walking out the door. Everyone's so friendly and says good morning to everyone, even the staff. Anyone you walk by wants to have a conversation with you or... You you know, at least says hi, how's your day going? And it's just such a nice, friendly vibe because everyone's getting late all the time. Everyone's <laughs> happy as hell, you know? Everyone's saying hi, good morning because you just, you know, you just had sex. You just had a crazy orgy. We're walking out with like eight, eight of your good friends now. And you're like, hey, how's it going? We're just going to go get a sandwich because we always just got late. <laughs> and then the people saying hi to you are also in that same situation where totally. they're like, we just totally did it by the pool. Hi. That's amazing. So yeah, it's, it's like adult Disneyland, I guess. It's the happiest place in the world. <laughs> happy. That is awesome. Like definitely selling it. I'm sure a lot of people will be interested after hearing this podcast for sure. If oh, you're a naked weirdo, it's a good place to go. Like I like I feel like a lot of my friends that I've met there have always felt like they were a bit weird. Mm -hmm. And this is the place where you're just like, okay, finally I can say it to all my friends. This is what I'm into. And then all your friends are like, cool. Okay. You know, but it's like there's I guess people with certain kinks and fetishes, especially if you're from certain places and a certain profession you can't be open about your life to yeah. your friends and family so <laughs> I, I could see how that really makes you want to shout it out from the rooftops even more or find a place where you feel like you fit in so I know like maybe going to like a nude resort can be kind of overwhelming at first if people are interested in swinging like how what are some of your tips in terms of like getting started or getting into the community I think the biggest thing is if, if you're already a couple or even if you're looking to meet someone that would be interested in doing that is communicate that with the person. Like don't try to trick someone into the situation or don't say, hey, I'm going to take you to a club and then boom, by the way, we're at a swingers club. Surprise. But usually, <laughs> oh, no. you know, like if your partner is super spontaneous, that might go well. But I think for the most part it's a lot of talking and explaining where this desire comes from and right. then figuring out what both of you would be comfortable with. Like we always, there's like a saying that a lot of us use. It says, go as fast as the slowest person. If you and I were in a relationship and I was like, hey, I really want to have anal with you on the beach in front of like a whole bunch of people and then I want them to join and that's my fantasy. <laughs> and if you're just hearing this for the first time and you're like, okay, but we've never done anything together before. Do you right. think maybe we could go to a nude beach? and just be naked in public yeah, and then baby steps right right exactly <laughs> and then it would be probably the nicer thing for me to do as a partner yeah is to do what you're comfortable with it'd be appreciated and see how things go right yeah. <laughs> so, so I think the best thing is like go as slow as the slowest person and really talk about things before after during like and be honest like that was weird I didn't like it or yeah. I did like it way more than I thought I would and then kind of just see what's right for you like maybe going on Line and meeting a couple and inviting them over or like getting a hotel room is like the way you want to do it or right. maybe you're more like me and you want to spend the whole week getting to know people or 
maybe you just want to go in and out and go to a nightclub and like, <laughs> I don't want to know your name. Let's just, let's just go. Right. But whatever it is, like, I think it's the same as dating anywhere. It's like, you got to find what way you're comfortable with. I think like nowadays, a lot of people are more receptive to kind of being in open relationships or being kind of open to that. They feel like, well, I feel like monogamy isn't supernatural, <laughs> but it can be like a tricky conversation to navigate around. Do you have any experience with that? It is a tricky conversation to <laughs> navigate is. around because there's people have a lot of ego and we're taught a lot of things too, right? Especially about monogamy and love and how the two are tied together and you might love someone, the idea you might love someone less if you don't want to be monogamous with them. Right. Whereas I kind of, you know, I have seen things from that point of view before and now I really, time I play either with my partner or, you know, with another woman or he brings someone else into our playtime, it actually makes me love him more because he's giving me these experiences because he cares about me and he knows that I want to explore certain things about myself. So I really feel like restrictions don't help a relationship. relationship. Yes. I, I feel like if you're, you know, it's just like if you have a dog, if you're just tugging on the leash the whole time, your dog is not going to listen to you and it's yeah. not going to love you and, and respect you. It's always going to feel like it wants to run away the first second totally. or the first chance it gets. Yeah. yeah. So relationships are like that too. I think it's definitely not an easy conversation to have. We're, I don't think we're monogamous creatures either. I mean, you look at the animal kingdom and you look at how animals operate, but they can do it without, you know, the jealousy and all that stuff. And like jealousy's right. not bad. It's totally normal and like it never goes away. But I think what people need to realize is just because I have sex with another person, I'm not, I'm, I don't want to put anyone down, but usually sex with another person isn't so great and mind blowing that you want to toss your whole life <laughs> Right? Leave the person that you're with, like, you know, move to another <laughs> state or something and wreck their, like, you know, have them change their whole family and life too and that you're going to be together because you hooked up once because it was that good, you know? And right. Like, it's it's more... <laughs> Like, yeah, okay, that sounds a little extreme. <laughs> but I, I think for the, like all the experiences that my partner and I have together with other people have made the sex afterwards between us even better. Kind and, of strengthens it a bit. Yeah, and then we have all these fun experiences to draw from. And there's like good stuff in your spank bank for when you're thinking about it later. Yes. And I would rather live my life as a freaky weirdo trying things and, you know, having a partner that was open to that too than maybe conforming to what someone else wanted for me. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I, I mean, not all of my relationships have been non-monogamous. The most right. of them I tried really hard to be monogamous. And what happened was like, there was a lot of cheating going on on both right. sides. Because again, it's not natural. And it hurts like when someone's cheating, like even if you want to be non-monogamous, but when it's not consensual and someone still cheats on you and it's behind your back, like that hurts. It still hurts. If you say to your partner, like, I like that girl. Like, do you think we can invite her over? And your partner says, do whatever you want. Like. <laughs> if, if you like her, then go talk to her. Sure, whatever. That's like, isn't that, isn't that a nicer experience than yeah. trying to meet that girl behind your partner's and back and then lying to everybody? Yeah. yeah. That just takes a, like, a lot more effort and just more energy and I'm just not down with that. Um, I'm a shitty liar. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm just stuck. <laughs> Well, that being said, um, I guess we'll go to some Q&A that some people had for you. I guess most Yay. of it, yeah. <laughs> a lot of it has uh, to do with your time at Hedonism and, of course, nude resorts, which is great because that's cool. the <laughs> main chunk of our conversation today. So 
This person's asking, is there a certain legal age you have to be to visit a nude resort? I would imagine you have to be over 19. Yeah, it's over 19, though. um, I think that's the legal drinking age in most places. But I'd say across the board, over 19 is the age you need to be. Yeah, typically. That was an easy one. (laughs) Um, How old were you when you went to your first nude resort or hedonism? My first nude resort, so like for the whole week, I was, I think I was 20, 26. Okay. Yeah. For the whole week. But for the said, whole week. But before okay. I'd been to sex clubs, you right. know, for a night, but nude resort, yeah, for the whole week. Yeah, it's 26. Oh my gosh. And that was amazing. Was yeah, like, yeah, and I kept doing it. <laughs> yeah, and you're still doing it now, <laughs> no, now you're hosting doing it. it. Yeah. <laughs> what was the first sexual experience you had at a nude resort? First That's sexual. a good question. If you can remember. <laughs> Okay, well, well, it, it wasn't full on intercourse, but the first time I showed up at hedonism, within ten minutes, this is what happened. I met a, I met a gentleman, and he said, uh, you know, oh, it's your first time here. Do you want to meet my wife? We come here all the time, so I'm I'm like, sure, I'll meet your wife. Where is she? Brings me down this path, down into this jungle area, and his wife is full on getting it doggy style by another guy, just <laughs> over a hammock, and he's like, honey, this is her first time here. This is my wife, and then her and her guy are both like waving at me while she's just getting pounded. And I'm like, "Wow, okay, where am I? This is crazy." And then, uh, so the guy's like, "Hey, do you want to um, do you want to try out all my whips and my floggers?" And I'm just like, "Well, you know, like we're in the jungle. I've already met your wife. While she has a penis in her, we're gonna just do things." So yeah, he had like ten different floggers made of all different animal hides had me like bent over a hammock and like whipping my butt in the jungle <laughs> so that was like within the first 10 minutes but um like, insane <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of like not full-on sex events that happen but uh I think but my very first sexual experience at a swingers resort I think was I think it might have been an eight some <laughs> oh wow <laughs> Yeah, I'm just looking at the visual right now. Yeah, it was, it was uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think out. of anything that happened before then ever, but I'm just like, maybe it was an some. <laughs> it's hard to say. Was that the craziest experience, or like, what would you deem as your best? That was one of the best ones. Oh my god. Yeah. How did that uh, even happen though? Like, how did that unfold? I ran to like this couple's room and kind of invited myself in. And then other (laughs) people started showing up and it was just like people we were meeting for the first time. I don't know how people knew to show up there, but people started (laughs) showing up to this room. Yeah, it just turned into a nice like group experience it was a good time there was one year a couple brought their they brought a sibian in its own suitcase and wait hang on what's a sibian it's um yeah you know maybe you should google it and like just (laughs) should i google that yeah just tell your your audience your thoughts once you google how do you google this s-y-b-i-a-n okay it's better if you just see what it is oh okay oh that's what it's called okay dildo saddle yes okay now i know okay i didn't know this is an actual term for this guys i want to try this <laughs> so you okay so I heard about someone brought pictures. one it needed its own suitcase right okay, it's a yeah. little carry-on uh, suitcase definitely <laughs> And, um, amazing. <laughs> yeah, this, this thing I would invite to any party because it's really good time. Damn. It's fun for everybody. <laughs> oh, man. I need, just, if anyone has a Sibian, please let me know. <laughs> I 
<laughs> We're having a party soon. Right? I, I just feel like if you own a sibling, you should be having more parties. Right. Because not everyone has one. No. <laughs> Back to questions. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's so interesting. Okay, yeah, this is a question I was expecting. Uh, someone asked, does everyone just fuck like crazy at hedonism and those like sex cruises and getaways? I think people fuck as much as they want to. I don't right. know if it's like crazy because, you know, you gotta eat. Like, sometimes you just want to like go out and meet friends and go out dancing and stuff. I mean, it depends on what kind of vacation you want. There are definitely couples that maximize their time having sex. And then there's couples that just really like being naked or they like the costume part or right. maybe they just like being in a sexy environment with their partner it kind of you know it helps their relationship or it helps them feel sexy so I don't think it's people fucking all the time everywhere but it can be depending on who you are yeah <laughs> I've definitely seen some like star players that really get out there a lot and then I've seen people that are more private about it like some people are liking to do it outdoors some people keep it in their own home so yeah I but will you see people having sex outside and in the cabanas and on the beach and you know in the playrooms yeah for sure <laughs> yeah you're gonna see people doing some things everywhere but the dining room <laughs> that's just a norm there guys <laughs> and then we have the last question here do you know of any nature naturist areas in bc so i guess like nude areas besides rec beach <laughs> yeah besides rec beach um i was looking into a naturist club it's in north man i haven't been oh. there yet but it's not uh it's like it's really into naturist like I, I don't think it's like a sex resort it's like right. a, it looks like they have nudist dinners like nudist Thanksgiving right you play volleyball and things like that I've wanted to go it, it, it seems super fun like why not go to a nudist Thanksgiving that's like, <laughs> badass eat some turkey naked yeah not? I mean like I get like food all over my clothes anyway so you know being naked is just probably better but that's the only place that I know of mm. in BC um what about Toronto anything in Toronto there's Hamlin's Point, which is an island that you can just take a little ferry over to. Oh, okay. But if you are a female, keep in mind, it's legal for you to be topless almost anywhere in Canada. This is true. If you are female. If you're if you're male, then you would have to find yeah, probably a nude beach. Or what I like to do if I can't find a place is sometimes I look for secluded cottages or cabins to rent. There we go. And go on a little naked kayaking trip or something. <laughs> do something kind of like that. <laughs> pro tips guys pro tips yeah. <laughs> awesome well that brings us to the end of our questions here so where can we find you uh you can find everything you need to know at katemax.com i'm also on OnlyFans under kate max and instagram kate underscore max yeah just use the google search bar i'm everywhere yes it's all, <laughs> all over and sometimes live on stage too. <laughs> and of course, Young Singers Week. Super cool. Thank you so much for being on the show with us today. And don't forget to subscribe, guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys again next Sunday for another episode of Strip by Sia. See you guys later. Ian Davern and graphics by Maria Valentino.